Well, we, uh, on Mother's Day, we had four ladies speak uh, from various perspectives uh, as mothers, and we're going to do that same thing today, only we're going to use fathers, and I know that that's a big surprise to you. And so uh, we're going to ask our first father, a new father, and uh, he, he's been at it uh, for just, just about a year, I think, just oh, eight months, eight months, okay. Here's the scary part. The scary part is, I went to the hospital to see him when he was born. So that makes me feel very old. But Travis, come. We're wanting to hear your story as a dad and uh, what's been going on in the uh, eight months that you've been here. And uh, they're going to fix you up with sound, I guess. And don't run away because I may have questions afterwards. Okay. We would do that, okay? Let's do it that way. <laughs> Travis, come step right up here and tell me, uh, tell me about being a dad. Tell me, well, first of all, introduce uh, your daughter to us. Yeah, Charlotte is, uh, she's just over eight months, about eight months in. Okay. Um, she's recently just started to stand. Handful. <laughs> uh, nothing is safe in the home anymore, and we just have to be watching her all the time because she hasn't quite figured out the balance yet. And, okay. Uh, helmet, so she doesn't hit her head. <laughs> Good. And deal. she's just, yeah, she's awesome. Tell me um, now. You're you're going to do you do quite a bit at home. With you're you're sort of a stay at home, work at home kind of dad, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mostly work from home and then travel around a little bit. Um, and that is big when Angela goes back to work and she's on shift work. Uh, I'll kind of be the stay-at-home dad for those four days. And then I can just plan my work stuff kind of around her schedule. So, uh, so what's been the hardest part about being a dad? The hardest part has been... Just everything, everything is about her now. Um, <laughs> and it's not just that she's the main priority, but it's, it's whenever she wants. It's on her schedule, right? So, um, you know, whatever we want to do, it kind of takes a back seat now. And so it's just whenever she needs, whatever she needs, we, we got to, that's what we got to do. Yeah, that's, that, that, it, it gets... Harder. Um, now let's go. Let's go on from there. What's What's the best part about being a dad? Um, I think it's just getting to see this progression from somebody who was just like a bump on a log that couldn't do anything for herself to even just in eight months seeing all the new things that she's gotten to do and getting to see her learn being amazed at like the simplest task, but just because she didn't know how to do it and now she's figured out how to do it, getting to watch that every day is like the best thing. That's so cool. Uh, what's the biggest God lesson you've learned through the life of your daughter so far? I think it's, it's to, sh to view God for us, how he views us. I mean, Charlotte can be frustrating at times <laughs> when we can't sleep at night because she's up every couple of hours or she's just 
trying to flop all over while we're trying to change her diaper and but I just it doesn't matter I just love her and she can't do anything wrong so you know that's how God views us and yeah it, it really changes when you instead of thinking like oh man did I make God mad again like <laughs> now what have I done it he, you just he just loves you no matter what even when you're being frustrating at times that's true. Here's a highlight that's coming your way soon uh, when, when your daughter looks at you and says, you're a little bit frustrating, Dad. Okay, just, just prepare yourself yeah. for that. That happens every once in a while, just so you know. Um, what, what's changed in you as the result of being a, a new dad? Um, I think... I think it's... It's just, there, there's been, like, a, a compartment unlocked. Like, mm. this, this untapped joy that I didn't know that I had. <laughs> like, everything was fine It's before. not related to hockey. No, it's not <laughs> hockey. It's fabulous. It's, exactly. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, just since she's come in, like, everything was great before, and now she's here. And it's just, it's even more, like, it's above 100%. It's just this joy that I didn't know before. Yeah. Trav, you need to know how proud we are of you. You have done so well as a dad, and we're so proud of you as a husband. It, I don't know if you guys, I reach for the Kleenex often when I see them coming in holding Charlotte. You know, They're just great parents and great couple, and we're just so thrilled that you're part of our house and part of our, of our church. And so we want to bless you as a dad. You've come a long way, baby, a long way. And uh, it's just great to have you here. If you had one piece of advice as a brand new dad to give, what would it be? Um, I guess just that everything is going to be okay after the first, like, the first few weeks, it's like just a whirlwind. You don't know what's going on, and it can be just tough when you think you're doing something that is going to, be the best for your baby like you just don't know yeah. you don't know what you're doing so they're more resilient than you think um and just you're gonna get through it and it it's you're just doing you're doing a good job trav you're doing a good job bless thank you. you thank you so much one of the uh, young people that you've got to meet over these last uh, several months is Julio Ruiz. He is here as, a, uh, as an intern at our church. He's also a single dad, and uh, he, we're so glad that his daughter's with him today. That's really cool. Uh, I just noticed that she's almost as tall as he is, and so was just telling her how to pat the top of his head when she reaches that. And So Julio, you come. We want to hear your story. Are you preaching or am I asking questions? I, I, okay, you do. You start first and then I'll come back, okay? Hello, everybody. My name is Julio. Uh, I've got a 16-year-old daughter, so for those of you that are parents, you know what teenage life is like. <laughs> and, you know, I can very much resonate with Travis because I remember when, I first, when we first had my daughter, you get this moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, I have a baby. <laughs> and it's the most amazing thing in the world. And as time goes by, it starts to set in and you're like, oh my gosh, I have a baby, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, it's been pretty interesting navigating with her. 
um, throughout her entire life because a lot of the time you just have to wing it. Because uh, Google, believe it or not, does not have every answer that you're looking for. So, um, you know, if I, if looking back now and I could talk to myself and, and, and just tell myself a couple of things, I would tell myself to be patient, be kind, but most importantly, allow her to make mistakes because mistakes is part of growth. Without, without mistakes, you're not really growing. Because as a parent, you just want to put her in this bubble that will protect her against atomic explosions. But unfortunately, you can't do that. And, and when they hit the, the teenage years, even though you very much want to be a part of everything that they do, you kind of start feel, noticing that, um, you know, her, their interests begin to change and stuff like that, right? But you know, the interesting thing is, and I'll be sincere with you, that not a single day goes by where I'm not proud of her. Like, not a single day goes by when I'm not proud of her. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And, and the teenagers bring a lot of challenges. I mean, we all remember what it was like to be a teenager, right? Because I remember what that was like for me too. And even though things didn't work out with her mother and I, we're still the best of teammates. And I'm so blessed to have that in my life and I'm so blessed to have her in my life and even though she's most likely taller than I am but I'll let that one slide. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the shoes I told her that but. <laughs> so you know, um, yeah I'd say one of the biggest things in this season is life is learning to pray for her but at the same time being patient and just allowing her to grow. So that's probably my biggest takeaway at this point in time. and. You know, it's exciting, too. There's a lot of, the, like, she's in high school, she's in grade 11, and as she's navigating that and getting close to grade 12, a lot of the times I'm like, man, what was my mentality like back then? And, and I thank God, too, right? Because when I see her make mistakes or when I see her in her victories, I'm just like, man, I'm so proud of you. And then I also think of how God must have felt of me going through those moments as well. So I'm very grateful for it. Very grateful. I'm not sure if... So, what's the best lesson you've learned as a dad through the life of your daughter? Allowing her to make her own, to take her own steps, and allowing her to to learn freely without always having to guide her. Okay. What's going to be the hardest thing in the next? Because she's coming into grade twelve. What's going to be the hardest hardest thing for you? Stop growing. <laughs> That's probably the biggest thing. And, and, you know, she's getting close to graduating grade 12 and start thinking about what's going to happen in university and stuff like that. And just having faith that God will be with her through the entire process and that the tools that I have given her in growing mm -hmm. will help her get there. How do we pray for you as a dad? What, what, what would be helpful for us to pray for you as a dad? patience, um, and just can, for, for God to continue to guide me through a lot of these ups and downs that we may go through, because they will come, and yeah, just always remembering that God is in control and always being able to show her that in all that she does, she's accountable to God, but also God's got your back. Very good. And because her name is Faith, how do we pray for Faith? 
You want to answer that question, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Just we'll start with patience. Yeah. Because we'll you're her dad. We'll pray for patience for her. Yeah, so in praying with her, just that she remembers that we love her, we're there to support her, and that she's always got a teammate in her corner no matter what she does. And that teammate is not only her mom and myself, but there's also a big guy up there who's also on her corner. So So cool. So cool. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, so we've had a new dad, we've had the father of a teenager, and now we're going to have the father of someone who has uh, two growing daughters. And this is, um, this is sort of like a miracle Sunday, because I've been waiting all my life for Dwayne Christopher to preach. So Dwayne Christopher, you come, you come. Good to have one of your daughters here. He thinks it's a miracle. He thinks it's a good idea to give me a microphone. So (laughs) we'll start with that. So good morning, everyone. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what it was like having grown children. All right. Uh, My story a little bit. I grew up from from my dad. Um, My father wasn't present in my life. Was present in my life up until about age 11. Some of the memories I have of my dad is that he was the soda man and the guy I had to read to every night when he was home. Wasn't a very good reader, but, uh, you know, the, the having to read to him obviously made me a better reader. So that's a bonus right there. Um, after my family uh, migrated to Canada, uh, there was, really wasn't much communication between my dad and I. Um, I guess, as everyone knows, distance and travel and all that stuff usually, you know, separates people. Um, and I never really thought about it much until I had to share. I'm like, oh, I got to think about what it was like to grow up without a dad. And now I got my own kids and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? Anyway. So... Um, like I said already, uh, until preparing for today, never had much thought about the impact of not having a dad um, through my teenage years, moving into adulthood. So how was I to navigate having a baby? Now, if my other daughter was here, she would say, men don't have baby dad. Men, <laughs> men don't have babies, dad. Okay, so I correct myself. Um, how to navigate being a father because mom ba- moms have babies, but still, I had to navigate it. Whose example are you going to follow? I was fortunate enough to have many good examples of what a father should be, you know, raising kids or kids or children, uh, what that should look like. Um, good godly men like uh, Mr. DeWorker, who none of you know, but he's a good guy. Uh, man always prayed. I remember having sleepovers at this guy's house, five in the morning. What is that? He's praying up a storm. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a prayer meeting going on. What's happening? You know, that's literally how it was with him. Um, good, another good guy like uh, Mr. Mills, who's passed on. This guy had the craziest handshake, but he had definitely a love for young people. So that was a, definitely a benefit for me. 
And another person I'm going to mention quickly is my uncle. His name's Mr. Henry. This man's probably the closest thing to a dad I would say I'd had because he's just always there, always hands-on, that type of stuff. Um, so, so, and so these guys and so many others that I've learned so many different things from, all right? At least most of the basics anyway. I'll leave it at that. Um, from these men, I learned how to pray. Like the song says, you got to pray to make it every day. I learned um, that a father's got to be hands-on all the time, and often the first and last line of defense. I learned that sometimes I would be the hero, and sometimes the zero, <laughs> and sometimes both at the same time. So, yeah. Now that my kids are grown and they're all on their own path, um, I've realized, come to realize that I need to say less now. Don't have to say as much. Um, which is something I learned from my neighbor. I have a good neighbor. His name is Dale. He's always, always can go to this guy. He's almost like the guy that hangs over the fence. That, you know, the guy at the fence. And, hey, neighbor. Oh, hey, neighbor. You know, and you share stories and try to figure things out like that. Um, but he said, you only give advice when they ask. Other than that, keep quiet. That's it? Just keep quiet? Oh, come on. I can't keep quiet. Got, they've got to learn. No. But anyway, um, so only give advice when they're asked and that uh, their version of life is going to be different than yours. Their experiences are going to be different than yours. And you hope that you've done enough to help them understand that it isn't an easy road like the artist. I don't know if you guys know this guy, uh, Buju Banton. He's a reggae guy. And he often sings a song about not being an easy road. So there you go. Um, <laughs> he reminds us of that. Um, another musician I'm thinking about is that it's not all a bed of roses. It's more like Guns N' Roses. Um, and you learn from the bumps and the bruises, like the artist 50 Cent says. Bumps and bruises, I live and learn. That's what he says, all right? So, um, um, and that, you know, as the girls, as they grow, you know, you can have all the, all the knowledge and you can gain all the skills in the world, but if your attitude is... A little sketchy, you're going to struggle even more with those challenges that you're going to face. So um, how do I pray for my girls? Um, I pray for God's wisdom. I pray for God's strength. And I also pray for big faith for them. Um, as a believer, you want, to, you want your kids to tap into that armor of God that is their first and last line of defense. Um, hardest part about being a father to adults you love that they want to be independent. You love that you don't have to keep both. Uh, you can kind of, you don't have to keep one eye open when you're sleeping. You can actually close both. But the ears are always open for that phone call. Um, where am I now? I've lost my thing. Yes. You can sleep with both eyes closed. Ears are open. 
And you come to the realization and the knowledge that um, most of your interactions with them is now beginning to change because they're about to leave the nest. So best advice to give the kids or the adults, young adults, trust the Lord and acknowledge the Lord in everything you do, and he will direct your path. Um, best part of being a father or best part, yeah, best part of being a father is um, actually reminiscing a little bit about some of the situations that happened when they were kids and growing up and, um, you know, their interpretation of those things and what they kind of look like for them. Um, I almost did that once or twice. As a matter of fact, I actually lost them both at one point. But that's a, I'll give you that story. So, um, but I, before I give you this story, I'm thinking of Travis. Yes, thanks. Travis, don't let Barney anywhere near your kids. <laughs> Run away. So, um, this story is about, because you talked about shift work between you and your wife, you know, come and go and that kind of stuff, and you're at home. So my wife and I are doing lots of shift work, passing each other at the door. Hi, love, love you. See you later, that type of stuff. But one day I got home, and it was, I'm on duty. Like, yes, but I'm so tired. Started work at 3.30 in the morning. Who does start work at 3.30 in the morning? That's nuts. But anyway, here I am, 3.30 in the morning, Get home, I'm on kid duty. I'm like, Barney, I need your help, brother. Help me out, Barney, I said. No, Barney did not help me. Barney helped me to get like, you know, like a five-minute breather, but then that five-minute breather dozed away. So don't doze away, okay? Don't doze away because next thing I knew, I woke up and they were not in the house. I love you, you love me, where'd you go? Come on, come back. Anyway, so get up in a panic, running around the house, check the washroom, check the bedroom, no kids in the house. I'm like, where could I have gone? Oh, Barney likes to run up those mountains and roll down. There's a park back there. Out the back door I go, checking for the kids. And there they were. Sure enough, rolling down the hill. But there was no Barney. You should have been there with them. But no, that was my bad. I let Barney handle my kids for like two seconds, and he took them away. But anyways. Um, <laughs> but that was just a little bit of my story, raising grown kids and all that kind of stuff. And I, I appreciate you guys allowing me to share with you. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Oh, a couple of questions here. Um, September, I've got an open Sunday for you to preach. I've got one in October for you to preach. Uh, I think I'm going to Zimbabwe. Uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah, okay. I, I'm going, yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the thing that you, has changed you the most about being a dad? You, you talked about your dad not being there for a good part of your life. What, what's changed you? Um, I think... Mostly uh, those influence I talked about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, godly men that's kind of been there and, you know, they kind of look out for you, kind of, you know, direct you a little bit. So you try to take some of those examples and, you know, you just keep going. Hopefully, I hope right you would say that because oh, okay. 
I'm just going to stand here. I want you to look me in the eye. One eye or two? With both, with both eyes. Right. You're one of those men in this church. You're one of those men in this church. Um, my, my kids will be, will be at home for supper, and my kids will say, I love Dwayne. Dwayne's so great. And if anybody ever did anything to hurt you, they would run over them with their car, back it up, and do it again. Please don't go to jail on my behalf. <laughs> not a cool You're thing. You're just that kind of man. You're just not... He's, he, this is an unusual place for him to stand on the platform. He plays back there and... Not very well, of course. You, you, oh, oh, man. Whoa. Whoa. That didn't go well. That didn't no, go well. Did that part didn't go well. But just he plays back there and, and lots of people don't see him on the platform. He's on the platform often, but he's not here at the, plat at, at the podium. And, and yet he gets around to everybody. He gets around and uh, just makes people feel welcome. And we thank you for being the man you are in this house. You're, you're an amazing guy, and we love you. And we think your kids are fortunate and blessed. And um, we, we love having you here. Thank you. So good. I called. I didn't know if he'd say yes, but I'm really glad he did. Uh, so we've had a new dad, we've had a single dad, we've had the father of, or of, of independent adults, and now we're going to have a granddad. And uh, so Dan Hansen, come, and you, uh, you talk to us, okay? Good morning. Good morning. Now you probably noticed that the two old guys need notes. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that one. So, first question, what is my role as the spiritual patriarch? I'm not sure if I like that word, patriarch <laughs> of the family. Before I get to the roles, um, there are a few responsibilities that I have um, as a grandfather. Uh, the first responsibility is to keep my relationship with God healthy and strong. When this relationship is strong, my most important role as a spiritual patriarch will be more effective, and that's prayer. Praying for my family every day is the most important thing I do. There are things that I pray every day, but I also try and let Holy Spirit guide my prayers. The th second thing for me to do and my responsibility is to make sure my relationship with my wife Cheryl is good. They need to see an example of what a marriage relationship should be like. The third is to make sure we spend time together as a family. Just hanging out, just having fun. It's so important for family to be together. And it's not always everybody together at the same time, you know, different things we do, whatever, but it's so important to make those relationships strong. And fourth is to be available. All good relationships require sacrifice. There will be times when we have things planned and other things come up. Our actions show that our kids are important and that we care. So how do I pray for my family differently now that they are all grown up? How do I pray for my kids? 
How do I pray for my grandkids? So for my kids, and also you need to know, I consider, excuse me, my kids' spouses as my kids too. You know, they're you know, in-laws, they're married in whatever, but that's not the way I see it. They're my kids. Yeah. And I just love them the same way I do my own kids. So now that my kids are married and they're independent, I have to pray differently than when they're at home. When they're living at home, I had this, the authority to speak directly into anything. And they may not have liked that, my daughter's tearing up already. But ain't gonna happen, ain't gonna happen. No, I can't promise that. Um, where am I here? Yeah, when they're living at home, I have the authority to speak directly to them about anything. But now that they're married and have their own families, some of the things I used to be able to say direct, now has moved to prayer. I still give my opinions on things, but I have to be careful on when I do say things and how many times I say those things. <laughs> so try and keep it to once, and then you pray. <laughs> I need to respect the fact that they're independent and they need to learn to make those decisions independently. And that's not always easy. So how do I pray for my kids? I pray for good relationships with God. That they would spend time daily working on that relationship. It's so important. Good relationships with their spouses. That they would be loving, that they would be patient, that they would be forgiving, and that there would be good communication in their relationship. I pray for wisdom in parenting. Having gone through it myself, I know that that's an important part of prayer. There's so many things that we just don't know how to deal with. As all the other guys have said, you know, there's so many things you just feel totally inadequate to deal with, and we just need God's help. <clears throat> so I pray that for them. Pray for wisdom and discipline, in loving unconditionally, being able to forgive and just loving your kids. I pray for protection over their, over their marriages. I pray for protection over their minds from the lies and the deception of the enemy. That they would be strong in the word. I pray for them physically, that they would be protected from sickness and from injury. I pray for health and healing. I pray for healthy minds, for clear purpose and direction in what God's will is for their lives. I pray for them physically, and for emotional healing. We just went through, okay. <laughs> we just went through a time when my youngest grandson, Theo, he was in ICU for a bit, and he was on life support, which is pretty scary. We have to, so important to be in a place where we can trust God with our kids, with our family. And things like that, it only is by God's strength. It's only by his grace and the Holy Spirit working in us. So that was, and I think God takes us through 
some of these times to bring us to that place of complete dependence on him because sometimes there's just we have nowhere else to turn and he's the only place we can turn so he teaches that, us that through things and I just with some of the things I just choose to not ask why I just choose to say Lord I just trust you I just trust you with my family and Theo's here today and he's doing good he's doing good and we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful. I pray for it. Now I need a Kleenex. I'm sorry. I also pray for issues that they're facing. Now, I don't pray that the issues would just go away, but I pray for strength to actually defeat those issues. The enemy will always bring them back to us, but if, we've, if they've defeated them the first time, then they'll be able to stand firm and remind the enemy that by God's strength, he's defeated, right? He always tries to remind us the things that we've screwed up. But when we've defeated him through the power of God, then we have strength. We gain strength through those things. Not always, you don't like to see your kids go through stuff, right? But you know, they, need, they need to learn to, to trust in God on their own, right? So that's the way I pray. And they get strength through that. They gain strength through that and through trusting God on their own and in their own relationships with him. How do I pray for my grandkids? Being a granddad is awesome. I just love my grandkids. I pray that they would know God, know who he is and who they are to him, how much he loves them, that he loves them unconditionally, that he's always with them, he's always protecting them, and they can talk to him anytime they want. I pray for strength to do what is right, to be kind, to be respectful, to be generous, and to not give in to peer pressure. I pray that they would have good friends. I pray that they would do well in school. And I pray some of the same things I pray for their parents, just for protection and for health and for healing. Finally, what words of wisdom do I have for other grandfathers? Well, obviously the first one is just to pray. Pray for your kids, pray for your grandkids. Declare scripture over their lives. That's the best way to pray. Declare God's promises over them. One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. And Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Secondly, just love your kids. 
love and care for your kids. They'll make mistakes, but don't judge them, just love them. Work to maintain relationships with your kids that will allow them to ask for help whenever they need to. So important that we don't judge them, that we just love them, and that they know that anything that's going on, they can come to you and they can ask for help and you will help them. Actually, just one other thing I thought about too right now. Um, for anybody who hasn't had a good dad, or a good granddad. I'll just encourage you to break that chain. To not live in the past, to forgive and to deal with the stuff, any stuff you need to deal with, but just <clears throat> break that chain. Just know that God is your strength Know that he's with you. Know that wisdom comes from him. And just choose to break that chain and choose to be a good dad or a good grandfather for your kids. That's all I have to say for now. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <clears throat> One of the good things about having the Hanson family part of and you can tell who's related it, when they cry they cry big tears like it's not little tears they're big tears that you know they're related but I, I'm thrilled that um, some of the greatest sermons that are ever preached here are never preached from the platform they're lived out in the pew and lived out in our so in this family we have great granddad back there we have granddad we have dads and grandkids and they're all in the house and all loving Jesus, and we're all so thankful for that. Yeah. Okay, that's that's an amazing story. And if that's not your story, that's something you can pray towards, you can ask God for, you can keep aiming that way, and God God will honor that. Um, Dan, thanks. That was that was really great. Really, really good. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and just